Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Brandon moving in storage hotline, Hollywood legend, part of a legendary family, Clint Howard standing by. He's got a book to talk about, and we appreciate him coming on. I think we're at the end of this run here, so we may be one of his last visits. But, Clint, thanks for squeezing a little time for your friends in Little Rock. How are you? Oh, no, guys. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, then when I heard I, this, this interview did get squeezed into my morning of doing cloners and stuff. And, and I did a movie in Little Rock, oh, many, many moons ago called End of the Line that Mary Steenburgen produced. And then it had an all-star cast with Devon Helm and Kevin Bacon and Wilfred Brimley and Bob Balaban. It was a wonderful experience. I love being down there in Little Rock. And I'm sorry to hear about the Razorback. Oh, it's brutal. We're struggling. I saw an interview you guys did with Seth Meyers recently, and I'm thinking about recruiting your brother maybe to jump on the squad. I don't know if he's got any eligibility left, but if he can shoot 80-plus percent on the road, we could really use him right now. Yeah, no, Rod had a pretty good jump shot. Now, his vertical his vertical leap on his jumper was probably only about three inches. You know, so it's not exactly, he's not elevating. I'm not sure in today's game, you know, the the idea that Ron Howard playing at the rim, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. Well, we we uh we just needed to make shots. We need anybody to make shots. It'll be fine. And I would recruit you for baseball. I understand you were quite a baseball player back in the day. However, the Razorback baseball team seems to be doing okay. Just so fine. if we get in a pinch, we'll, we'll call you, though, for sure. But let's talk about the book, The Boys, A Memoir of Hollywood and Family. And I was always curious about your background, and it, and I, I guess I never really was clear. I still haven't really uh, read deeply enough into it. I'm looking forward to seeing the book. But were your parents actively involved in Hollywood, or were they just encouragers of you two getting involved? Well, yes. Uh, Mom and Dad, Rance and Gene Howard, they they grew up in Oklahoma, and they, they fell in love while they were in Oklahoma, and then they decided on their own to not be farmers, and my, my, my mom was a da- the daughter of a butcher, and my dad was the first son of a farmer. And they both decided that they wanted another dream. And they, they headed for New York City together, and they started this, this, this journey of being in the business. Dad managed to find a foothold in the business He's in, in, on Broadway, and he was working. They had, they had Ron, and by absolute coincidence, Ron fell into the business. Mom and dad had no desires or no interest in having their sons be in the business. It just, it worked out that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, dad never took a back seat in his career. Dad always kept working as an actor. I mean, mom and dad did a remarkable thing because they maintained this normal family while their children were acting, while, while the husband was acting. Um, in fact, there's one reason why we wrote the book. Ron and I wrote The Boys because we wanted to make sure that people knew just how valuable mom and dad were. And as we were writing it, it became obvious that what this really is is a love letter to them. And and not to get soupy or soapy about it, but it really is. It gave Ron and I a chance to go back and reminisce and, and take a deep dive into some of the decisions they made some of the choices about putting us in, in certain environments, um, and they were just spot on. As Ron and I talk about it all the time, you know, Dad made tens of thousands of decisions, and almost all of them were spot on. Dad rarely did. Dad really, rarely ever made a decision that was bonehead. 
I think for most of us who will never make it to Hollywood or act in anything, I think one of the things that uh, we like to see are actors who are relatable. And I would say that you and your brother have somehow maintained that despite all your fame and success. Um, are you guys as as down well, to earth as you, you seem? Thank yeah. you. I don't quite I don't quite know how that happened, but I, I appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, is that? I mean, you guys just seem like a couple of normal dudes. I mean, it does not seem like you're you know obviously Hollywood stars. Is that? I mean, just you think that's your roots? Is that the way you were brought up? I mean, is I guess your parents help keep you guys grounded. Yeah, I, you know, normalcy. I mean, listen, I know. Yes, you can take a step back and go. We were anything but normal, you know. But in our lives. Our lives are not about show business. Like, Ron and I never talked shop as kids. He's five years older than me, you know. So, and and when I came along, you know, I immediately became his best friend. He, he loved, he was kind of lonely when he was little. And then when I came along, we became best buds. But we never talked about the business. We talked about sports, and we talked mm-hmm. about school. And, and, and you know, so it, it, that was normal for us. I mean, listen, in fact... As, as we were writing the book, when he was delivering pages into the pipeline, I found them to be real page turners because it was stuff I'd never heard him talk about. You know, Ron writes about his experiences working on The Music Man, you know, and it's like, my God, that's interesting stuff. You know, I, I, I would go back and carefully read his pages, and I, of course, you know, our job was to give each other notes, but a lot of times the only note was, Jesus, I, this is really good stuff, Ron. You know, it was fun to work on the book. Another thing that was fun to do was do the audio book, you know, because we wrote we wrote it in a dual narrative. It is basically Ron writing his perspective of things and me writing my perspective of things. And when it came time to do it, the audio book, to me, was very special and very emotional. And I think it's a really good listen. So for people that don't, you know, don't necessarily, they're not in the habit of reading books, well, grab the boys and give it a listen, because Ron and I give it our very best. Clint Howard with us on the uh, Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. I, I, I got two daughters that are thespians, 16 and 13. I'm curious about the, the sibling rivalry, because, you know, it can be tough. When one gets a role, the other one doesn't. How did your parents handle it? How did you guys handle that? Well, I personally felt no competition. I felt no competition uh, with Ron at all. I mean, we weren't in the same category. He was, you know, when when he was 15, I was 10. We weren't competing for the same roles. You know, as we wrote the book, and and Ron writes about this a little bit, he was a little jealous of me at a certain point because, you know, in show business, when you hit about 16 years old, your career starts to dry up because they can start hiring 18-year-olds to play your parts. So after the Andy Griffith show, Ron hit sort of a, 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 a lull in his career. And I was going gangbusters. I did a TV movie with Henry Fonda, Maureen O'Hara, Ben Johnson. I was doing some high prestige stuff on television. And Ron felt like that, you know, God, look, my little brother is, is kicking ass, you know? So, and, but again, it was all about the environment that mom and dad established. You know, of course, Ron and I would tangle when we were kids. You know, play, we would argue over baseball cards or Lincoln logs or whatever we would argue about. And we would sometimes tangle, uh, although being five years older, there was no physical competition. But after we would tangle, Dad would always pull us apart. And he would say, you know, boys, when you guys grow up, 
you have a chance to be friends. So please keep that in mind. I'm not exactly sure the exact words, and it's not exactly what Dad said. It was it was the way he said it. But, it, you know, Ron and I have always, always really loved each other. And, and you know, I appreciate it. And, you know, like one thing, we sit at different sides of the political spectrum. I, I sit at the right side of the dinner table, and Ron sits at the left side of the dinner table. And like any family that has the, have those differences, we can get into disagreements and arguments about stuff. But the one thing that we've naturally done over the years is if ever our political conversations get heated, they, they always end with, hey, bud, I love you. <laughs> because you know what? At the end of the day, screw politics. It's all about family, and it's all about love. Awesome. That's a good one to end on. Clint, thank you so much for the time. We'll look forward to uh, checking out the book, and we'll pass it along again to the listeners. Cool. Thanks, guys. And listen, I'll, I'll keep the Razorbacks in my thoughts. <laughs> thank you. We Let's appreciate it. Let's see if they can get the double digits. Yeah, Let's no. see if they can get the double digits. That'd be nice. We'll take one right now. All right, my man. Take care. Thank you so much. Good luck with the book and everything else. Oh, yeah. Be well. All right. Take see care. You.